Merry Christmas. It's Thursday at 2 a.m. And that means you're listening to Beyond the Lap, the call-in show where mall Santas present their challenges and have a comfortable ear to speak to. Looks like our phone lines are lit up like a Christmas tree. Let's go to line one. Uh, Samuel is calling in from Bellevue. Samuel, Merry Christmas. Oh, 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 Merry Christmas. And a Merry Christmas to you. And I can tell by the volume and peak audible decibels of your hose, you're having a very festive Christmas season. Am I right? You couldn't be more wrong. It's terrible here in Bellevue. Well, that is... That is disturbing to hear. I'm, I'm sorry to hear it, but this is the show where you do get to call in and bounce some ideas off us and maybe learn from other mall Santas. Can you explain a little bit about what your challenges are this holiday season, Samuel? All of the kids are rich. They don't want anything from me. They have everything. Uh, yes, the classic Dickensian haves versus have-nots around the holiday season. It's it's tough, isn't it? You don't know the half of it. Can you walk me through some of the requests that these children have asked you that go beyond the holiday spirit? They mostly want to give me $20 to kick me in the knees. And I take it because, you know, mall Santa wages, not very high. Definitely true. We're we're certainly among the have-nots when it comes to uh, that dichotomy. Because we give and give and give. We give and give and give, and we take, take, take when it comes to being kicked in the shin. And in the Mall Santa Code, Article 27.3 clearly states that if a child wishes to strike Santa and creating a, a situation where they wouldn't believe in Santa, uh, would happen if you prevented it. We're simply not allowed to do that. Isn't that right, Samuel? It's absolutely right. The thing that gets me down is the sense of entitlement. And the $20, it's an empty gesture on their part. They don't need it. Samuel, how did you deal with this most recent incident? Well, the little boy came up to me. I think he was the son of a Microsoft VP or maybe an EVP. And he was like, I'll give you $20 if I can kick you in the shins. And I was, of course, oh, 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 whatever you say, little master. And then he kicked me in the shins. But you know what? He did that thing. He did that thing where you, uh, kind of imperceptible, but you stick a coin, a sharpened coin, into the, right into the, the, uh, the sole, where the, the, the leather of the boot meets the sole. There's a little gap there. Put a sharp coin in. I got gashes all up my shin. He coin-shinned you. He coin-shinned me. He coin-shinned you good. I feel for you, Samuel. Perhaps I can help. I was working at the Neiman Marcus in Dallas, Texas in 1984. Believe me, my shins took a beating that particular holiday season. Uh, but I developed a strategy that I think might actually help you to some extent. Well, 
Don't spare the details. I'm hurting. The first thing I did, and I, I think you'll find that the Santa pants being as large as they are uh, is definitely conducive to this, is wearing soccer shin guards. Uh, it seems like a you know, pretty non-festive solution, but if you do it correctly and you put them under those big uh, white socks, you can get away with it. The second thing I did... Uh, can I stop you there? Because soccer is a bullshit sport for pussies. I agree, Samuel. And it's it's much like the war on Christmas. It is bullshit. And it's a sport that no one should play. And, and I think we're all on the same page there. Um, and the, the Mall Santa League of America's official stance on, on soccer. But maybe you can go to a Goodwill or another thrift store and purchase shin guards there so you're not supporting the soccer industry directly. But then I'm supporting the less well-off. It's also a good point. I I know that encouraging people to shop at thrift stores and not shopping malls, we're, we're violating one of the very prime directives of being a mall Santa, which is encouraging people to spend uh, their disposable income and then beyond their disposable income uh, at the malls. You bring up some very complex points, Samuel, and I actually thank you for, for bringing those to the table. We gotta keep the big economic machine moving. It's just us out there. They don't call it Black Friday for nothing. It's a it's a black day that, that marks the beginning of the heavy, heavy burden that we mall Santas have to carry. And I know you're doing all you can do in Bellevue to drive our economy forward and encourage those kids to buy those PlayStations, to buy those Xboxes, their parents to buy them mountain bikes for them to ride around on their cul-de-sacs. That's right. Keep up the good work, Samuel. I will. We're going to take another call. Line two, you're calling from South America, which is interesting. Uh, Hello, sir. Happy holidays. Well, that is a very festive accent you have. Where are you going from? I am calling from South America. I am the original Santa for all of South America. Now, that is interesting. We did speak about this in a a previous episode. Um, Unlike in the United States, where mall Santas are distributed by mall geographic areas, in South America, there's just one mall Santa that has to cover the entire continent. And it's a it's a true pleasure. I am running my ass ragged. That's it's a great pleasure to be speaking with you right now. Can you maybe just give our listeners a little bit of a a peek into your life and tell us about the the mileage that you're having to put on flying from country to country and city to city and and malls and favelas and whatnot. Uh, well, due to some budget cards, we, we I'm not flying anywhere. I am. Mostly driving around in my van, and I use uh, methamphetamines uh, strictly to stay awake. I take no joy in it. It's not uh, it's not recreational drug use. It is, of course, very uh, uh, professional drug use. Uh, so I don't want anyone to get the wrong idea. But I drive my van from village to village, and city to city, and sometimes I cross into countries where they speak a different language than the one I speak, and it's very difficult. But I stick to the same script. And the children, they come up to me and they say, Oh, Santa, Santa, 
we love you, we love you. And I say, I know, it's so great, but I gotta go on to the next town. It's a lot like being a, a traveling uh, kind of troubadour lover hybrid, but protonic, if that makes any sense. Everything you just said makes complete sense. And believe you, me. And believe me. Me? We're with you, 100%. And we're all aware that the Mall Santa Code definitely hints at, if not outright says, use methamphetamines whenever you need to. Because it's a silent night and it's a holy night. And sometimes it's a long night. And sometimes you've got to work all night in those weird Toys R Us stores that have all night deals. And I don't know if they have those in Paraguay and Argentina, but I'm sure you're you're doing the best that you can. And I wish you many, many happy kilometers in your van. Well, as you know, in Argentina, it's very European influence. So we have dinner at 3 a.m. and then we go to bed about noon. So all night sales, uh, it actually just looks like from uh, perhaps an American's perspective that... Is just open during regular hours, but don't be fooled. That is actually very strange for the store to be open during the day. I, I, we definitely like to touch on the complex issues on this show. We don't skirt around them. I'd like to ask you your position on a sport in America we call soccer. Yeah, it's a sport of kings. The manliest sport. So you think soccer is a manly sport, unlike... What, American baseball? American football? Is that what you're calling in to tell me? If I was going to rank the sports in terms of manliness, I would put number one with a bullet, football, the world's game. Then I would put number two, uh, just slapping a guy. I know it's not like an organized sport, but I think it's a, like a very manly competition. Number three, I would put pulling on your pantyhose. And then number four, I would say uh, maybe lacrosse. I don't know where the other, the other sports you mentioned, I don't know. I don't know if they cracked the top 10. Okay. Okay. Well, you know what? You're entitled to your opinion. And I have to say my, my opinion of you has definitely changed, unfortunately. I, I was pretty sure that the American Santa concept had really caught on in other countries around the world, not unlike Walmart has. But it's clear to me that there's plenty of work to be done and... I'm going to go ahead and drop your, your line, sir, and I do wish you a Merry Christmas, but you should start thinking a little bit more about really adopting American Santa. Well, pew, 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 Feliz Navidad. We hug our children way more than you. Cut him off. Cut, cut his mic. Cut his mic. I'm, I'm very sorry about that. Uh, for all the mall Santas listening right now, I know that was tough. That was definitely not what we strive to do. But hey, it's open lines. We take any call we can get. So we've got a call, actually, from one of our fraternal organizations, the International Association of Mall Elves, and it looks like you're calling in from Topeka, Kansas. Larry. Well, well, yippee-ki-yay to you. Yippee-ki-yay to you, too, as, as well, Larry. And, of course, you're, you're quoting a famous Christmas movie, a Die Hard. And we love we love touching on pop culture on this show, so I, I definitely appreciate the, the reference there. Remember when he had to walk on glass? No. Oh, I think we can all see it in our head how difficult it was for him to reach the top of the uh, Tamaguchi Tower and walk on glass and whatnot. And I think the guy from Urkel's dad was on the show. 
I can't remember. It's been a while, and obviously, there's a lot of great Christmas movies out there. Reginald Van Johnson, you mean? That's the one. That's the one. He's my favorite, along with Charles S. Dutton. Uh, like the night. Remember, the '90s TV was just like a renaissance for benevolent black TV dads. You're, of course, speaking about Rock. Rock, the character who who played a garbage man. He did, but he had a really nice house. He had a a very great house, and he collected other people's garbage and turned them into fine furnishings. Not unlike what you elves do with toys that rich kids leave behind when they're waiting in line for Santa's. Am I correct? Pretty much. If you know, if it's not nailed down, we will take it from those kids in line, if be it their wallet or their iPad or their toy iPad, That if they're too young to have a real iPad. Now, Larry, were you one of the mall elves who joined the mall elf program as part of a prison release uh, outreach program, educational deal? Oh, well, they couldn't keep me in jail if they tried. I broke out of that bitch. Oh, interesting. Okay. So you were not an official graduate of the Mall Elf Prison Rehabilitation Program. You just broke out and are working for not, presumably a, an underground mall? Well, not if I, I, I wasn't the official part, but you know I missed the camaraderie of, of prison, so I, I did end up joining. But you're correct. Yeah, underground mall. Uh, kind of a black market mall where you can go talk to black market Santa. So is this is this more of a is this an open air drug market, Larry? Uh, no, there's windows. That's what you mean. Okay, good. I we like to be very inclusive uh, on this show, but if this was just a deal where you were actually just on the street selling drugs, I I think we would have to. Go ahead and hang up on you, but we got we got curtains. You do, okay? Yeah, yeah okay, great. You got to come through the curtain. There's a bouncer and everything. Larry, other than the constant threat of police arresting you, what's the biggest challenge that you're facing right now this holiday season? Uh, I would have to say that I'm I'm a very lonely elf, and I would like to meet a human woman to mate with. Yeah, uh, yes, that classic holiday trope of the lonely elf who just wants to mate with a woman a human woman oh human woman don't forget that part it's important you think you can leave it off and it'll be okay let me tell you it will not larry i have to say i love how you're embracing the character of an elf so much that you actually have to qualify the species in which you would like to to make a dating connection well if i fuck a lady elf that's a conflict of interest Interesting. Yep. You don't, you don't shit where you eat. That's definitely true. Um, but, but uh, this is a tangent, but there's someone I've always wondered about that phrase when you say it with regard to not dating at the workplace, uh, which is the shitting and which is the eating is my love making the shitting. I mean, from previous calls we've had elf love making is, is the shit and not in a good way. Well, that is a positive. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Not in a good way. I do wish you happy holidays, but no, not in a good way. You kicking me off the show? This guy sounds like it. Larry, we got to move on. We got to take a break here. All right. Uh, but I do thank you for calling and uh, keep your head on a swivel, my friend. Well, my okay Cupid profile is Elf the Delf. It's kind of a play on Dilf. I do have some kids. Uh, Elf the Delf. Okay Cupid. Check me out. 
Let's take one more call. Looks like we've got a call from Chris calling in from Nome, Alaska. Pretty close to the North Pole, right, Chris? Oh, ho, ho, it sure is good, buddy. Chris, you've got a very vocal ho pattern. Well, thank you. Ho, ho, ho. Are you perhaps employed in the music industry during the non-holiday seasons? Well, on nights when Seth MacFarlane isn't able to make his gigs, I replace him. Very interesting. Okay, so you do voiceover work for Fox cartoons and whatnot. Well, sometimes, yeah. I'm not proud of it. Well, I bet you're proud of one thing, being a mall Santa. Am I correct? Oh, ho, ho, the world is my mall. By, by which I mean there's an orange Julius everywhere I go. Chris, that's interesting. Are you telling me you work for one of the malls that comps you an orange Julius on every shift? Because that's kind of the holy grail of the holiday season for us mall Santas. Well, I'll tell you what it is. Anytime I'm out walking the streets, I just think, and I think to myself, oh, I'd like an orange Julius. I just go, ho, 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 let's go, go, go. I could go for an orange drink in my mellow face. Not a very good song, but when I do it, a orange Julius stand materializes in front of my eyes. It sure does. It's a it's a Christmas miracle we deal with, and the fact that the employees at Orange Julius are aware to mix in some rum in the OJ uh, really helps us get through what can be a very trying mall season. But uh, you've got that song dialed in, and uh, for our listeners out there, learn the song. You never know. Even if there isn't an Orange Julius in your particular mall, maybe you get a, a pretzel or a hot dog on a stick. Let's be honest, try and improve the song if you can. I'm not married to it. Well, Chris, I I think if you add in some sleigh bells and perhaps a drum machine beat oh. and, I don't know, some record scratching, oh. it's actually a pretty good song. Oh, I wonder what that would sound like. Producer Larry, can you play him this song again? Oh, 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 let's go, go, go. I wanna go, go, go to the Orange Junior Show. Oh, 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 I'ma go, go, go. When I get that orange stuff in my face, nothing will stop me from gifting things to the whole human race. Wow. I, I switched it up a it's, bit. I liked, uh, whenever I hear that song, it takes me back to some of my earliest small scenting, uh, back. Before there were malls with roofs. Open uh, air malls. Open air malls. The best. What America was was built upon. That and destruction of indigenous cultures. Also destruction of indigenous cultures. They had it coming, I'm sure. (sighs) Well, Santa's sleigh doesn't lie. They only land in respectable white man lands. Manifest Destiny! Uh, thanks for calling, Chris. Oh, welcome. Now, is there anything I can get you for Christmas this year? Yes, there is. All right. Lay it on me. 
I would like you to renew my Christmas spirit. And by that, I mean pay for the surgery I've been waiting for a long time to have to remove these sharp nickels from my shins. All right. And of course, I know you you can't actually do that, but just a holiday wish I'm I'm going to throw out there. How many nickels are in your shins currently? 65 cents worth. All right, so it sounds like this surgery will cost $12,999.35. I think I can write that. Oh, that would just be fantastic. And I, I do have the best listeners in the world. For you guys to work a hard shift at the mall and then call me up to offer to do fundraising for my shin surgery, well, that's what Christmas is all about to me. Check your balance. One second. Checking my Venmo. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Okay. This is, oh, my God. It just keeps going up and up. What do you say? I say Merry Christmas and thank you all to the mall Santas out there who are looking to help each other out, even at the expense of some asshole little kids. I got to say, I'm surprised you haven't caught on on the real Santa yet, but oh, well. Oh, sh- oh my, hey, don't, don't hang up, don't hang up. Oh my gosh, I think that was Santa Prime. I think I was actually speaking of the real Santa there. You wow, were, bye-bye again. Oh, what? he was back, and then, oh, he hung up again. Can we trace that call? Okay, because we do have typical police uh, technology in our studio here. We, we paid for that years ago. Okay, it did come from the North Pole. Well, that's that's big. Talking to the main man. Merry Christmas, everybody. That's our show. We'll see you again tomorrow night at 2 a.m. when hopefully I will have a surgery scheduled on my shin. And our friends out there in Mall Land are thinking beyond the lap. This has been Beyond the Lap. 